we are going to lay some foundations to work from today, specifically when it comes to weight loss as a mom, because in this information age that we're in, it can get really complicated and really confusing really fast, literally with one quick Google search, right? Like we've all been there. Oh my goodness. There's so many different options and ways to do things. We're simplifying all of it today. In this episode, you're going to learn what the three foundations of postpartum weight loss are so you can keep your journey simple, keep your efforts focused on the right things, and actually see progress and feel confident and excited about your journey, not have it feel like this burden, but actually enjoy the process. So let's go. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight and you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies, 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year both times and I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. One reason I'm so, it's really the main reason I'm so excited about today's episode is this is the foundations that we work from on starting point sessions. So if you're ready to go from that overwhelmed feeling and that stuck feeling to disciplined and consistent and actually having fun with your journey, I need to remind you to book your starting point session right now. Imagine if working out and eating well and all these things were simple habits that you didn't have to force. You could actually attain sustainable weight loss without sacrifice. And this whole journey just felt more simple than it actually seems, right? In this session, what we figure out is why you're stuck. We identify your personal starting point, which spoiler comes from one of these three foundational pillars that we're going to talk about today. So you're really getting the insights and you're going to get my accountability for two weeks with your starting point. So even more accountability and guidance if you do a package of three, but either way, you're going to get real change. You're going to get real, just that feeling of confidence on your journey that you're doing the right things. You're approaching this in a sustainable way. That's going to actually create a lifestyle for you instead of just constant quick fixes. Because honestly, when we just say, I'm going to do it this way for a few weeks and it's going to make changes in my life, it's slapping a bandaid on. And we're not here for that. We're here for a real change. So head to the toughlovemom.com backslash coaching black, but backslash let me say that again, the toughlovemom.com backslash coaching to book your starting point session ASAP. There's limited spots in July. So go grab yours right now. I open up just eight. There's already a couple booked. So I'll see you there again, the toughlovemom.com backslash coaching. Okay. Are you ready? So looking back at my journey, both postpartum journeys, I should say, I just sat down and reflected a few weeks ago and I was like, what? 
what were the main things I focused on? Because truly both of my journeys felt really simple because I approached it the way that I teach it. I approached it in the way that I teach my starting point session clients and uh, the fun thing I'm coming out with this fall. All those things I teach is what I did and what made it simple, what kept it simple. And as I sat down and reflected and I was like, what actually did I do? What was the process to make sure that when I teach it here on this podcast for free and more in depth in my coaching sessions, I was like, when I, when I did that, what did I do? And it really came down to these three foundational pillars that we're going to learn about today. We're going to dive into, and then there's one foundation that you got to deal with first. You, you have to lay this foundation before you build up any of these three pillars. So first we're going to talk about the three pillars that really just reinforce and strengthen your foundation. And then the one underlying thing that you need to address first. So the first pillar and you already, the thing is, you know what these are. I'm just reinforcing it for you and pointing out it really is simple. And I think what we tend to do, here we go on a soapbox for a hot second. So sit with me here. But I think what we tend to do is look at all that we want to change and go, Oh my goodness, there's so much in front of me. I feel really overwhelmed instead of just saying, okay, I'm going to focus on one thing at a time. I'm going to reinforce it. It really is simple. If we get into this mindset and it's really easy to entertain or just, just repeat these thoughts in our head that it's hard because (laughs) motherhood's hard. There are plenty of things that go on day to day, even in my life now, still two years postpartum almost. It's hard. Like I have hard moments all the time, every single day on my journey with my kids as a mom, as a wife. I mean, there are hard moments every day, but I think we can let that narrative repeat in our heads and we entertain it too often. And then that just seeps into every area of our life, our journey included. And so what I want these foundational pillars to remind you of today is that it is simple And we can very easily let that mindset of, and that feeling, not mindset, but just that feeling of it being hard, we can allow that to become a mindset. And when we do things that are simple, things that we know are simple, things that essentially are simple, we start to say, well, okay, if it's simple, then it should be easy, but everything is hard. So even if it's simple, and it's supposed to be easy, but my life is hard. It's not simple anymore. And it becomes complicated when really it was always simple. These things are always simple. They don't change. It's kind of like the Lord, right? He never changes. I'm just going to drop that there. But these things never change. They are always simple. We just make them hard because we focus too much on hard. So that being said, what are these pillars? The first one, you already know it. It's nutrition. And I teach a couple of very specific points that keep it simple. And this is exactly like I teach it because it's exactly what I did to lose a combined 150 pounds over the course of, I think it was combined 26 months, like my two postpartum journeys, a year and 14 months to lose all that weight. So that being said, what are these specific things within nutrition that keep it simple? The first one is eating more whole foods more often than processed foods. So just take a quick inventory of what you eat day to day and say, okay, am I like 50% whole foods, like things that don't really have a label and 50% processed foods? If you're 50-50, cool. Next week, shoot shoot for 60-40, you know, just slowly change that ratio. If you're already really awesome at eating lots of fruits and vegetables and, you know, lean proteins and things that are already mostly whole foods, very unprocessed, and you don't eat a ton of processed foods, 
Then we're going to move on to the next simple thing that keeps it simple, keeps this foundational pillar of nutrition simple, and it's to eat to satiety. So eat to that feeling of fullness, eat to your stomach is content. And this is hard. This is one that can trip a lot of people up because we've essentially, especially the way that the food industry produces things and fast food and all the stuff that's added into our food, it can make us, it it like tricks our brain into thinking that we aren't full when we are. And we tend to turn off. So it's partially not our fault, but it is partially our own, you know, ability to have ownership because I too believe too, that we ourselves ignore those hunger cues, ignore those cues of feeling full, those cues of, okay, I'm content here. I can stop eating because of emotions, because of how we grew up and what we were told, like clean play club. That's something I grew up with. So totally something I still struggle with mentally, right? Like those are things that have turned off our hunger cues, have turned off our ability to recognize or a willingness to recognize our feeling of fullness. So that's another piece that really is simple eating to satiety, but we don't make it simple. We make it harder than it needs to be. So that's a major part of that nutrition pillar. And the third part of that nutrition pillar that I love to focus in on is being mindful, a little pun there too. You could say F-U-L-L, like your stomach's full, mindful. (laughs) I just thought that was fun. Over mindless, being more mindful than you are mindless. And when I say mindful, instead of emptying your thoughts, turning your brain off and just go into the pantry, just go into the freezer or the fridge and eating, taking a second. And I mean, this we, we don't do this as moms. And I, I teach this because I have done this so many times and I have to go, whoop, hold up a second, Liz, take a breath and like, let yourself stop for two seconds. Cause you don't, I don't stop like all day. I'm literally going some, I'm getting better at this, but a lot of the times I'm go, go, go all day, nonstop. I don't turn my brain off. And that used to trip me up a lot with nutrition because I just wouldn't turn my brain off. I would just move into the next thing and then eat this thing. And then, oh my gosh, I've eaten half half the bag of chips. You know, you just don't realize what's going on because you don't let your brain be a brain. (laughs) You don't let your brain think. So think, breathe, choose. That's what I love to teach that TBC, I don't like the word formula, but just TBC, think, breathe, choose. Okay. Be more mindful over mindless. And I teach this more in depth with each starting point session client. And I'll teach this more in depth with what's coming out this fall. But when you take that second to actually think, take a breath and then choose what you're going to do next, instead of just reacting. And, and when I teach this more specifically, we talk specifically about morning snacking, afternoon snacking, nighttime snacking, because all those have different, I'm sensitive to use the word triggers, but they all have different um, things that make you just react versus thinking, breathing, and choosing. So again, the nutrition pillar, eating whole foods more often than processed foods, eating to that feeling of fullness, that feeling of contentness, satiety, and being more mindful then you are mindless when it comes to food. Okay. Next pillar, as you can probably already assume is fitness. And I think the third one will trip you up, but we'll get there in fitness. I just have two, no, three simple things that I want you to focus in on to keep it simple. And I think where we get tripped up with the fitness stuff is we have so many options out there, which is a blessing. Like it can be a curse. And the fact that there's so many choices, it's hard to make a choice. It's part of the reason I was really glad I had boys because when I looked at the girls section, I was like, wow, there's so many more clothes to choose from. I would have such a hard time. (laughs) If you're a boy mom and you can like vibe with that, let me know. 
<laughs> but I remember being like, wow, I'm so glad I have boys because there's less options and I'm not good when I have a lot of choices. So I get that the fitness piece can be overwhelming and feel complicated. But the first thing I want you to do to keep it simple uh, is meet your body where it's at. So just be respectful and responsive to where your body's at because our postpartum journeys, man, I was just thinking about it a few days ago because I am doing types of push-ups and things with my body that I could not do even like six months postpartum from both kids. My body's changed so much over the course of my first one, two years postpartum from both boys. I mean, it changes so much. And so you both have to have grace with where you're at if you're early on and take it slow, not expect too much from yourself before you're physically, I mean, it can take up to 18 months for our bodies to completely heal from pregnancy and birth. 18 months. That's a year and a half. For those of you who don't like math, that's a long time. I just got past that not too long ago. Earlier this year, we hit the 18 month mark. So just wrap your mind around that. It can take up to 18 months for your body to heal. So really, You shouldn't feel necessarily, you shouldn't expect to feel back to your strength and endurance that you had before having kids for like 18 months. Give yourself some time. Okay. So you do need to meet your body where it's at. And in the same breath, give your, you know, is giving your body grace earlier on and not being too intense too fast because you could get hurt. You could actually slow your progress down is when you get further along, challenge yourself, step up, like do harder workouts do longer workouts. Just challenge yourself. Don't stay status quo because that's, whoops, that's my water. Don't stay status quo because that's when you get bored. That's when you get frustrated. That's when you plateau. Change it up. Meet your body where it's at. Be responsive to what you actually enjoy. That's another piece, but meet your body where it's at. And I tell so many moms, if you are like right back to working out six weeks postpartum, please do some four, I don't care where it comes from, but do some fourth trimester specific work. Make sure to advocate for yourself to get to a pelvic floor physical therapist. Even if you had a perfect birth with no issues, I mean, you still need to go. It is still a trauma to your pelvic floor, carrying a baby for nine months, giving birth, no matter how you give birth, you have to do that. And you have to start restoring. I think restore restoration is the word you need to focus on early on, but even as you progress, you will gain strength. You will you know, gain muscle back and strength and endurance and feel better, but you have to be responsive to where you're at on your journey as you go. No matter when you start, no matter how long it takes, you have to meet your body where it's at. Okay. I went way too long on that one. Fitness, another piece of it. (laughs) You can probably expect I was going to say this, be consistent, set something realistic for yourself. You know, for me at first, when I got back to working out after having kids, uh, four days a week, is what I stayed consistent with for like two or three months, because that was realistic for me. It was four days a week. Your girl did 75 hard, live hard. I'm finishing phase three in July, actually. Um, the whole live hard year thing (laughs) finishing in July, but that was, that was like 90 minutes of exercise a day and 45 of it had to be outside. I mean, that's a lot of working out and, and all that. So that's like major consistency, but I didn't start with that. I started with four days a week and it was like 20 to 30 minutes a day. It was not a lot of exercise. It was not crazy intense, but I was consistent and I got to build on that consistency. When you try to 180, you've heard me say this before, but when you try to 180 from zero to hundred, you're not a Corvette, my girl, like I love you. But we can't go from zero to 60, zero to 100 in like 0.2 seconds. 
we can't. That's that's when your like tires spin out and they burn out and there's the the smoke that comes off the tires and they skid a little bit. Like not a good idea, right? We don't want to do that. We want to be like the minivan or the SUV that takes off from the light and we're good to go and we can cruise and we got the snacks passing back. You know what I'm saying? So be consistent. Do what's sustainable. Okay. You can build on it. If you start small, you get to build on it. (laughs) Starting point, stepping stones on each path, right? So fitness, meet your body where it's at, be consistent. And the last one, I'll be quick with this one is enjoy what you're doing. This will change. She's in a season. It will like at first it's going to be mentally hard to get back to any type of workout. It was for me. And personally, I deem myself like the queen of consistency when it comes to working out. I love working out. It was hard. I like did not want to work out the first few times I did first few weeks, honestly. Um, but you just gotta, you just gotta enjoy what you're doing and be responsive to it. Give yourself time to adjust if you're not enjoying it at first, because that's okay. You're not going to enjoy everything you do. And if it persists where you're like, I really don't like these workouts. I really need to change it up and do something different. Okay, girl, good. Do it, change it. But you do have to give yourself that time of adjustment those couple days or weeks of adjusting and seeing if you do actually enjoy something. Okay. But do what you enjoy. Make fitness enjoyable. <laughs> like I'm not going to go take my kids on a six mile run in the double bob every single day because that would not be enjoyable for any of us. <laughs> it's like 110 degrees here in Las Vegas. So we ain't doing that. We are barely going outside for walks or runs because it is way too hot. So do what you enjoy, what's doable for your, your schedule, your life, your preferences, all of that. Okay. So fitness, meet your body where it's at, be consistent and enjoy your workouts. Okay. Now, this last pillar, you might not guess it. We had the first one was nutrition. The second one was fitness. And this third pillar, and again, it's for postpartum weight loss. So what's important for weight loss? Keeping cortisol levels in check, you know, which is kind of hard as a mama because it's quite the adjustment. Uh, What do we need to focus on? Sleep. And you're probably rolling your eyes at me right now. I can take it. Roll them all the way back in your head. I can take it. Okay. Sleep is very important for weight loss because if our sleep is off, our hormones get really thrown off and boom, like it it also can throw you off mentally. You're more agitated. You're more impulsive. So sleep affects a lot of things. And I know because my second didn't sleep for a whole year through the night. I know we're not in control of it. I know we're not in control of it, but this is a, it is a pillar of, of this foundations for postpartum weight loss. And it might be the last one you work on. It might be the last one you can hone in on. And that's okay. It was the last one I could hone in on, to be honest. And right now, just full transparency, my sleep habits are not the best because I'm still recovering from that three-hour time change from Hawaii. So total transparency. Sleep is the hardest one to reinforce, to build up, but it is a foundational pillar for postpartum weight loss, period. Fight me on it. Don't. But it really is important. So the best way to approach this, again, we're going to talk about something real real quick after this sleep pillar that will put you more at ease with how to approach this because you might be starting to feel overwhelmed, but just take a deep breath. <sighs> we will get there. We will get through it. Sleep, baby step. So I do want, you know, I always tell mamas, wait until like wait to address this piece, wait to address getting up earlier until your little one's sleeping through the night. Like what's the point of trying to get up at 5am if you're still waking up even just twice or once? Why do you want to do that to yourself? You get to bed at 10 finally. And that's, you know, early for some of us, you get to bed at 10, your baby's waking up at like midnight, let's say, and maybe even 3am and you're trying to get up at five. 
girl, you're getting maybe four hours of sleep. It's broken up. That's exhausting. You should not be focusing on getting up before your kids, trying to be an early riser if you don't have to be, if you're still waking up like that at night. So again, this is probably the last pillar that we're going to focus in on. But when you do get to focus in on it, the two things I teach that are key and simple, again, that keep it simple is baby stepping it backwards. So a lot of moms, once they kind of get other things down, nutrition's feeling a little better, more consistent with workouts. And they're like, okay, I want to get into a better routine. And often our routine is dictated by our sleep. It's (laughs) our routine is dictated by how we start our day. And if you're starting your day on your own accord, you're starting your day dictated by you because no one else is up and demanding things of you yet. That feels a lot different than if you're starting your day by hearing a kid crying for mom, right? Way different feeling. Been in both places for very long amounts of time. So I get it. But when you do get to the point where you can start focusing on that, and if you do want to start getting up earlier, not telling you you have to be a morning person, but it does help you establish routine for your day. If you can, you want to baby step your wake up time and your going to sleep time, your bedtime, (laughs) talking about bedtime for adults, it always cracks me up, but you want to baby step those backwards. You know, going from being a 7.30 a.m. riser with your kids being your alarm clock to trying to get up at 5 a.m. the next day, you're going to struggle. It might work for a few days. You're going to fall off and get frustrated. Like I guarantee it, your body is not wired to be able to do that. And those of you that have to do that kind of thing, have to change and mess with your circadian rhythms because of your job, I don't know how you do it. I truly don't. It amazes me. I have so much respect for you. And I also have so much, I don't know if empathy is the word, like my heart breaks for you because it just got to be exhausting. So those of you that do that, major props. Hopefully there comes a day where you don't have to do that. But when it comes to trying to wake up earlier, you have to baby step it backwards. It's like anything else in your journey. If you try to 180 how you're doing stuff and just completely change it, you're going to struggle. You're going to fall off and falling off is frustrating no matter who you are, no matter who you are. So baby step it backwards. I, I recommend 10 to 15 minute increments. And honestly, for me, getting up earlier consistently takes a couple months going from like seven, eight, my kids usually wake up by six thirty-seven. So if I'm being generous, 7am wake ups to getting up at like five, five thirty takes for me now only about a month. But when I first did that, after both kids were born and started getting up earlier, it took me a couple months to get to that point and have it feel normal, have it feel like this is just when my body wakes me up now. It took like three months. So again, baby stepping it backwards. Part of the reason it took so long was because I was baby stepping it 10 to 15 minute increments. And I was taking a couple weeks at a time to let those increments of change truly seep into my, the way my body was working. Um, And the next piece for sleep that is important and keeps it simple is regularity. Keeping the same or similar bedtimes and wake up times, because if you're constantly changing it up, and again, this is when those of you who like work shifts or have to change it because of whatever, I just have mad respect. Like I don't, because I don't know how you do it. And you're probably chronically exhausted because of it out of your control, but Regularity is very important. And if you can have regularity, if you don't work shifts, if you can do it where you're going to bed around the same like 30, 45 minute window and waking up within that same 30, 45 minute window, that's really key. Because if you let's, and and I do like a sleep in usually once a week, but it's maybe by an hour at most because my body just wakes me up. Like 6.30 is kind of the latest I can wake up. So 
Again, with sleep, baby stepping the changes that you're making and having regularity, or you could say consistency, with when you go to bed and when you wake up is really important because then it doesn't throw your body off, which can affect how you are throughout the day. That impulsivity, that being reactionary, that can be impacted by you not having that regularity with your sleep. So nutrition, fitness, and sleep. Those are the three main pillars for postpartum weight loss. But there's one piece that I said needs to be laid before all of those. And you might be able to guess what it is, but it is mindset. The aforementioned things, nutrition, fitness, and sleep are the foundations of weight loss. But what's really cool, I want to teach you real quick about foundations and how they're built because mindset comes before all of this. So when we're talking about foundations, before they ever even build a foundation, like for a house or a building or whatever, before they even build the foundation with framing and with concrete, what they do first is they clear the ground. So they like clear all the debris and all the junk and they level it out. And then they dig down into the ground. Okay. This step What they do when they're literally, literally building a foundation of clearing the ground, clear and dig, clearing the ground and digging down is synonymous with you getting your mindset right. It's literally step zero. It's like not step one. It is step zero. It is. If you skip over this, nothing else will work. I'm serious. This is when you get into that. I don't want to call it a quick fix mindset because I feel like it's used way too often, but that's when you get into this mindset and you don't even realize it. It just becomes like how your brain functions and how you think about health and fitness and weight loss and nutrition and all of it is you think about it as I'll try this. And if it doesn't work, I'll try something else. Oh, it worked. I'll keep doing that. Oh, I fell off. Now I have to try something else. Or I fell off. I need to get back to it. You're white knuckling things. It's because you never dealt with this step zero, this foundation, this mindset. So before ever building the foundations of weight loss, the nutrition, the fitness, the sleep, If you ignore this instrumental part of the process of clearing the ground, of clearing just past beliefs, clearing the doubts, clearing the things you thought were true, and, you know, clearing out anything you believed before, and then digging down into who you are, why you want this, you know, digging down into (laughs) just so many things like what deep down is driving you? What deep down do you actually want? What's so amazing is the first like 15, 20 minutes of your starting point session. We do this. And it gets kind of emotional sometimes because you really realize what's driving me. Why do I finally want weight loss the right way? Why do I finally want to just make this a lifestyle and stop trying to like fix things left and right and slap band-aids on these gaping wounds? Why do I want to actually make real change? That's what we dig into. And that's what this piece is. You're clearing the ground. You're getting rid of all the, the noise. You're putting your blinders on. You're just you're just brushing it all away. You should see me with my arms right now. I look like a bird trying to fly, but you're, you're brushing it all away. You're getting it out of the way so you can dig down and figure out why you're actually doing this. If you ignore this part of the process, if you, if you try to just fix your fitness or fit, fix your nutrition or fix your sleep before dealing with any of the mindset stuff, you're building your weight loss house on sand instead of stone. Okay. So some mindset things, and if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you can probably point them out. You've been very well equipped on the mindset side, I will say. But some mindset things that just came to mind as I was taking notes for this episode were being realistic. And I've already said that. I've already said that today. You need to be realistic with your timeline, with what visual progress will look like, with what 
your journey will look like. And I think what helps with being realistic is putting your blinders on like total transparency. I don't follow a lot of my, uh, what do you call them? Counterparts on any, I don't really consume anything on social media as it is, but I just get on there, post, get off. But I don't follow anyone who's really my counterpart because I just don't want to consume that stuff. I keep my blinders on. I keep my blinders on. So keep your blinders on. Be realistic. It's way easier to do that when you're not looking left and right and comparing yourself to everyone else. Be realistic. You know, look down at what you're doing. Look up long term at why you're doing this and look back down at the day to day. Okay. Another mindset piece that I think is important to just remember to stay encouraged because it can get really discouraging sometimes is to have more good days than bad days. And you already do. Like, I'm just going to point that out for you right now. You probably already have more good days than you do bad days. Just in general, we just focus, our brains are wired to focus on the negative, to focus on what's hard, to focus on what hurts. Our brains are wired to do that to protect us. So it might feel like you have more bad days on your journey than you do good. It might feel like you're making more self-sabotaging choices than good choices. But truth is, it's probably the opposite. And another another piece of this that's similar to this more good days than bad, when you hear that 80-20, like, oh, I do nutrition 80-20 or 70-30 or whatever, what that really means is that that person is making more productive, helpful choices than self-sabotaging choices. And like I said, you're probably already doing that. You're probably, even if it's like 60-40, you're probably, if you're being intentional at all, have more good going on than not so good. You probably do. You're just not giving yourself the credit for it. So I just want you to start checking yourself when those negative thoughts come up. Are you entertaining them? Or are you saying, wait a second, let me think about what's actually happening, what I'm actually doing. Oh, wait, I am making more good choices than not helpful choices. So just remember that. Like, I just want to remind you of that right now. And then last piece of mindset, and I already said this, but long-term focus versus instant gratification. So yes, it is important to focus on the here and now and what choices you're making in the moment. But instead of making those choices so you can get a result right now, so you can feel better right now, focus on the now, focus on making those choices, and then look up and have a long-term focus as to why you're doing this instead of keeping your focus down. I hope you're getting this like visual, this metaphor. Instead of keeping your focus down and tying the here and now to an instant result, to an instant gratification, look here and now, look at this choice here and now, and then gaze up with your blinders on, gaze up at why you're doing this, why you dug down into the ground before you built this foundation, and then look back down at your day-to-day and the choices you're making, okay? With your blinders on the whole time, like a racehorse, you're focused on your path, you're focused on your journey. You're focused on why you are doing this, not why anyone else is, not why I'm doing it, why you're doing it. And then you get back to making your day-to-day choices and remembering that, hey, I am making more productive choices than I am sabotaging choices. And that's true. No matter what, you know, no matter what the enemy is trying to plant in my head, no matter what he's trying to tell me, I am making more good choices than not good choices. I am being realistic about my timeline and my progress. And I am joyful. Like when you can get in that mindset, all of this is so much more enjoyable. All of this will feel so much better. It won't feel like a burden. 
And then you can start focusing on nutrition or on fitness or on sleep because you do them one at a time. They're one path at a time, one pillar at a time. And then within that pillar, within that path, you are starting with a step with a starting point and taking it one starting point and stepping stone at a time for real. It is a process, but again, you can do it, but you're doing that and going, okay, this is actually enjoyable and it feels simple. And even though it's a long process, you already said my mindset is realistic timeline. I've actually let go of the expectation of how long this is going to take. And I'm just here for the ride. Like you're already in that mindset. So it makes building these pillars so much easier. And that's where simple meets easy. Yes, there are days it's hard and harder than you ever want it to be. But more often it will feel more simple than it used to because your mindset was in the right place and you're focused on one thing at a time. You're building these pillars so strong so you can actually make this a lifestyle. Like, oh, I wish we could just all just grasp this. So what I want you to do is determine from listening to this, what's off for you or where do you need to focus first? What one piece of this foundation can you focus in on? Is it fitness? Is it nutrition? Is it, is it your sleep? Where are you going to focus or what do you need to reinforce and then move on? Okay. Or (laughs) maybe you don't need to focus on any of these pillars yet. Do you need to get your mindset right before you do any of this work? Are you realizing, shoot, there are pieces of my mindset that I need to really hammer in on, (laughs) figure out. Good news is this week in the Tough Love Mom Squad, and it'll be up forever once I get it up there, but you're going to have access just in the Tough Love Mom Squad on Facebook. So make sure you go you go over there and join, but you're going to get access to the podcast episode catalog. What, what are we at? 80 episodes already? Are you kidding me? 79, 80 on Thursday. Crazy. But we're at 80 episodes and I've been creating over time an entire catalog for you. So you can search any topic, you can search any keyword. I've got so many different categories, weight loss, nutrition, fitness, mindset, body image, confidence, so many things. I've categorized all the episodes so you can search them by category. You can search them by keywords. You can search it by guests that I've had on and you get links to the episode, links to any discount codes, links to their websites, their Instagrams. If they were guests, you get links to everything that you need. And that will be available for you in the Tough Love Mom Squad on Facebook. So go search there. But no matter what it is, so I was saying that because if you need to work on that mindset foundation before you build up any of these pillars, there are a lot of mindset episodes that we have done over the course of 79 episodes, and they will all be in the mindset category for you in that catalog. All you got to do is search mindset and there's like, I mean, at least two dozen. So you are covered and you will build up that mindset. Honestly, yes, the coaching sessions are phenomenal because we're going to get you results quicker than trying to do this on your own. And what's coming out with this, what I'm coming out with this fall will be the same thing. It'll just be more self-guided, more group accountability and community with other women. But what you can get on this podcast, literally everything I teach here at some point is for free. Like the podcast is for free, all of it. And everything I teach here, you can piece it together yourself. Absolutely. And figure this out. And so that catalog is going to help a lot with that. But if you, if you need to identify right now, which pillar you need to focus in on, or if mindset's the piece that you're like, I got to get this right. I need some encouragement before I dive into nutrition or before I dive into fitness or my sleep. If you need help identifying what that is, or just working out some kinks, because you can't seem to work them out on your own, which I get, like I have been there both in business and my own journey. If you need help with that, book your starting point session. 
That is what we do. We, in 45 minutes, we're going to uncover why you're stuck, why you're actually doing this right. We're going to clear the ground and then dig down deep. And then we're going to just encourage you, get you some of that mindset pieces in play to really, you know, reinforce that groundwork, pour the concrete, build the foundational pieces. And then we're going to start building up those pillars one at a time. So we're going to figure out, do you need to focus on fitness, nutrition, or sleep and routine? Like which one's it going to be first? And we're going to keep it simple. You're going to get your starting point. You're going to get accountability from me. And I'm going to keep you focused on the right things in the right order. So your foundation is solid. So solid. I cannot wait. Again, go to the toughlovemom.com backslash coaching to get one of those sessions right now. Get on my books in July. Don't have a lot of spots open um, because it's, you know, it's a family month, but I have some spots open for you. So go grab one. And I cannot wait to work with you. Go build that foundation, sister. Like you are capable clear the ground, get that mindset right, get your mindset strong. Again, so much on the podcast already for you in that area. And then let's start building up those foundational pillars because that is how you make change. And it can be simple. It can. And I want it to be simple for all moms. It's not going to be easy. That's why I'm the tough love mom, because I'm here to encourage you and spur you on and point out that, yeah, there's going to be hard moments. Yeah. It's going to stink sometimes. Yeah. You know what? You just have to trudge through the hard sometimes. And it's not going to be easy when you're changing your habits. But when you can keep it simple, it's a little bit easier. When you can do it in community, it's a lot easier. When you do it with accountability from a friend, when you do it the right way, when you do it in a way that is sustainable, you will actually make change. And I know that's what you're here for. So let's go get after it. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review, letting me know how the show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.